Week seven is in the books in this 2021 NFL season. And now it is time for week eight in the Mayo Show in our predictions and picks and fantasy outlook for this upcoming week. We actually took a break last week. We could not decide on five games to do because it was a pretty terrible week with the amount of buys that teams had last week. But this week, I'm just joined by Shane. It's just me and Shane, the duo. The original one, too. <laughs> no <laughs> Alex again because it's like 1 a.m. his time. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't exactly have a recap this time, so I say we just get into our game picks. Our overall game pick records are the same right now, 14 and 13 between me and Shane, so that this could uh, break the tie this week, depending on how good we do. Yeah, all right. Let's get right into the first game we have. Uh, The first game we're going to pick between is Titans versus Colts. This is in Indianapolis. And uh, both these teams have really impressed uh, the world recently. The Colts just beat the Niners on Sunday Night Football after beating the Texans and almost beating the Ravens. And then obviously the Titans who beat the Bills and then just blew out the Chiefs. So two very impressive teams um, matching up in a division battle. Who you got? Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to roll with the Titans in this one. Um Obviously, Colts were pretty impressive last week coming out and getting that away dub against the the Niners um, in the rain, too. This game is going to be more of a clear game, and that's obviously another division matchup. Um, the Colts actually let up a lot more uh, yards in the air than people might have thought last week. So, I mean, I think that's definitely going to contribute the fact that Obviously, Derrick Henry's going to get his yards and do what he's been doing. I mean, I don't think there's really any slowing him down right now. And then if they do, they got the passing game to rely on. Obviously, that that Indianapolis uh, defense didn't look too great. They, they actually played pretty good, though, at some points. They had multiple picks at the end. I think that was just kind of like Jimmy G making some bad decisions, though. Xavier Rhodes is obviously back now, which is big. He got a, He got one, maybe two picks in that last game. So that definitely helps them a little bit. But obviously that that defense is still not looking too stout in the secondary. Yeah, uh, I'm agreeing with you. I'm I'm rolling with the Titans. Uh, Like you said, I mean, the Colts defense has just been inconsistent, I think, to wrap up what you were talking about. And uh, both these teams have been impressive. I just think the Titans have really showed that they can beat top dogs more than the Colts have. The Colts almost beat the Ravens, but they didn't. And the, the Titans have beaten, I mean, the two AFC favorites going into the season the past two weeks. And last week they're coming off a very strong win against the Chiefs. It wasn't a close game at all, 27-3. to three. And uh, so, yeah, I'm rolling with the Titans as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually have a pretty even uh, – spread though in this game though which is might be surprising to some people after what the titans have done in these last few weeks mm-hmm. um, but to get on to the second game we're going to be talking about today um so we talk about the thursday night football game uh one of what looks to be the most intriguing games of this week eight cardinals versus packers 
obviously now it's kind of iffy. It's not as exciting because some of the best players are may not be playing in this game. Obviously, Devontae Adams is going to be out for this game on Thursday Night Football. And so is J.J. Watt. He just got ruled out for the season, which is pretty tragic. Um, but what do you think, Shane? All right. First of all, I want to say I think this is going to be a really good game. We have gone over three um, Cardinals games in our game picks this year. All three times I've picked against the Cardinals. So they've they've added three losses on my record. If I just would have picked the Cardinals those three times, I'd be three games ahead of you. But guess what I'm going to do again this week? I'm going to pick against the Cardinals. It's not going to be a fourth time. I picked them to lose against the Titans. I picked them to lose against the Rams and the Browns. But this time is when their undefeated reign ends. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to have himself a game. I think he always brings his A game against uh, these good opponents. And uh, this is actually a rematch of the, what was it, the NFC to original round, like in 2016, somewhere oh, back then. The Janice catch? Oh, my God, that was crazy. Game. The double Hail Mary. That was just crazy. Oh my God. Larry Fitz catching overtime. Everything was crazy about that game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm going with the underdog. The actually – Big underdog, according to the money line right now, it's plus two twenty Green Bay. So or plus two thirty five. The odds actually. That's yeah. pretty crazy. I mean, actually, um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is now questionable for the game tomorrow with with some hamstring concerns. Uh, we'll see where that goes. But actually, the Packers are six and zero without Devontae Adams in the past, which might surprise a lot of people. But I mean. Aaron Rodgers just just plays even better without uh, Devontae Adams sometimes. Um, I mean, I don't know if he plays better. I mean, obviously, as Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers at his disposal. Um, but, I mean, they also are not going to have Alan Lazard this week as well, um, probably, along with Devontae Adams. And I'm going to go with the Cardinals this week. I mean, I've, I've picked against the Cardinals in multiple weeks before and they've all turned out pretty bad. I mean, like I just I can't go against them anymore, to be totally honest. Um Kyler's shown a lot. Um this whole team just they, they find a way to win every week and I think that they're gonna find a way to win again, to be honest. I'm ever going to pick against them again because then they would have handed me four losses this year, and I don't want that to happen. So, yep, best team in football as of right now. And we can get into the third game that we have handpicked this week, which would be the Steelers and the Browns. Uh, obviously the Browns coming off a week where they got the win, but they had a lot of injuries to say the least. I mean, at least they had Miles Garrett, but they didn't have pretty much their entire offense to be totally honest. Dearness Johnson had a surprisingly great game, um, because both the Browns running backs were hurt. Baker Mayfield was also hurt. Case Keenum stepped up. 
and OBJ was also hurt. But this week, I think I'm pretty sure Nick Chubb will be back. I'm not totally sure about Baker Mayfield. But they're going to get up against the Steelers team that has kind of found their rhythm on offense lately. And they've been playing some pretty good football. What do you think, Shane? Relies on the on the uh, the availability availability of Nick Chubb and Breaker Mayfield because those are obviously the Browns' two biggest uh, players on offense, two biggest factors. But I'm gonna go with the Browns, banking on at least one of those guys playing. Because I think if they have Chubb and no Mayfield, they still have a, a solid shot just of just because of how uh, great of a runner Nick Chubb is. And I think if they have Mayfield, no Chubb, they still have um, Dearness Johnson, who went off last week. And he's, he's a solid um, running back to have um, as your third string, obviously. So I'm going to go with the Browns, even though I think this is a pretty evenly matched game. Um, I think these two teams are pretty similar in the fact like how their offenses work and they both have solid um, D lines and rush defenses. So I think this could be a dogfight, but I'm mm-hmm. going with the Browns. Yeah, this game would technically be for the the wild card spot as of right now. And I'm going to take the underdog in this game. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Uh, I mean, I've been getting flashbacks lately just thinking about Nick Chubb and how he just absolutely torched that Steelers defense in that wild card game last year. But I mean, the Steelers, maybe, maybe they want some revenge this year and they've looked pretty good lately. Obviously they don't have Juju anymore. Um, Najee's been playing really good football. He's really impressed me. Um, so they actually have a running game this year. And I think that opens up the pass game even more uh obviously like i said before they've they've found some sort of a rhythm in the passing game and on offense in general and i think if they just move the ball down the field score some points i think they can beat this browns team all right so those are two split decisions for us so far all right we can move on to the next game which is going to be broncos football team um, this game, not as valuable for the, uh, you know, any playoff races. I think both these teams are slowly moving their way out of contention for the playoffs Two disappointing, um, teams so far, the Broncos off with that hot start and then Owen four cents, but this game is in Denver. And I think that's one of the deciding factors for me. I'm going to go with the Broncos. Uh, Washington still has Taylor Heineke, who just hasn't really looked that great over the past few weeks. Last week, he got down to the goal line a few times and actually just couldn't punch it in. And, I mean, that's a big deal when you can't punch it in down in the red zone and goal line situation. So I just don't like the Washington offense right now. And I'm slightly more confident in the Broncos offense than I am with the football team. So I'm going with the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, this game is pretty hard to choose for me. I mean, I've chose the football team sometimes in the past against the Saints a couple weeks ago, and they obviously let me down. Um, Their defense has just looked terrible this year, and which is actually really surprising because they were supposed to be like a top five defense, but they've actually let up 
They're last in points per game allowed. When last season they were fourth, they're 29th in yards per game when they were second last year, and they're last in third down conversions when they were fifth last year. So just a total depletion in the in the their defensive uh, efficiencies this year. Um, but to, to talk about the Broncos, I mean, like I've said multiple times, this team is probably one of the most fraudulent teams uh, that you'll see this year. I mean, they've won three games. They started off the season undefeated, and against those three teams, those teams like have a combined win total of probably about like seven. Wait, maybe even less, probably. Probably like six, to be honest. Like, what was it, the Jaguars, the... I forget, just teams like the Jaguars, but obviously not great teams, they have terrible records, and it is being shown that the Broncos are now being exposed. They've lost their last, what, four games now? So, and they lost to a, a banged-up Browns team last week. Uh, but I'm going to go with the with the Broncos also. Um, I just think against this terrible defense, they're going to show some signs of life, and I'm not ready to totally give up on them yet. Uh, Jerry Judy actually might be back, so that could also influence their offense. And I see them getting a dub finally. Yeah, um, the first three teams the Broncos did play this year were the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets. I mean, it doesn't really get much worse than that, so that's a good point that you're bringing up. But So we both have the Broncos in that game. That can take us to our final game pick before we get into our love hates this week and it's going to be the panthers versus the falcons so uh the panthers really disappointing after starting three and oh just like the broncos they've actually fallen to three and four as well last week getting blown out by the giants 25 to three uh just their offense showed no signs of life sam darnold got benched and uh i mean that's their their situation's just going downhill quick right now and then you got the Falcons, who have sort of been on the come up. They just beat the Dolphins um, in a, a really good game on a game-winning field goal. But it is the Dolphins, so you can't get too hyped about that. And then um, the week before that, the Falcons beat. Let's see, uh, the Falcons beat the Jets. Um, so they, the Falcons have won three of the last four. They're definitely the hotter team coming into this matchup and I'll give my pick first. I am going with the Falcons over the Panthers, which I mean, I just never know with the Panthers cause their offense, like for the first three weeks was pretty good. Obviously the last four, they've been bad. So inconsistent offense there. Yeah. And against a really good defense. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting game but overall i'm going with the hotter team and that's the falcons yep it's crazy to look back and see how highly we were praising the the panthers like just about three weeks ago or four weeks ago when they were winning those first three games and like kind of sort of they look like they were playing really good just i'll say that um but the Falcons, like their offense has just turned it on right now. They look they look kind of like a scary team and and the Saints might need to watch out, to be totally honest. But in the past four games, Matt Ryan has thrown for three hundred yards 
and 10 touchdowns. So, I mean, obviously, he's been playing a lot better football, and Kyle Pitts has got back into the mix in these last two weeks, having two consecutive games over 100 yards. So they've definitely found a way to incorporate him into the offense, and I think that's going to make them just go up from here. So I am also going to take the Falcons in this game, even against that defense. Um, it really concerned me last week that Sam Darnold had to be taken out of the game against the Giants for P.J. Walker. I mean, that's never a good sign. They lost 25-3. to That's kind of that's unacceptable, especially against that Giants team. Um, but, I mean, obviously they won't have Christian McCaffrey again this week, and I see the Falcons coming away with the win. All right, so that wraps up our Week 8 game picks. We can now get into some love-hates. You want to start us off with the love? Sure. I can start us off with the love. And my first love is going to be a player that's going to be playing tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football against the Cardinals. Uh, Robert, um, <laughs> a little bit of spoiler, but um, Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard are going to be out of that game. So I'm going to roll with Robert Tunyon to have a good game. Uh, he's going to be the guy that Aaron Rodgers is going to look to in the passing game. I mean, probably Aaron Jones is going to get some passing targets too, but I could see Tunyon getting, getting a touchdown or two. Uh, definitely a good amount of targets, so that's going to up his fantasy value, and I think he's going to have a good week. All right, I'll start us off with our first hate this week. I'm hating Jameis Winston against the Buccaneers. Um, this, I mean, it's just a tough matchup, and we know Jameis has been better this season um, with you know the takeaways, but it's still in his blood to just chuck it up downfield, and I think even against a beat-up Buck secondary, uh, that can bring you problems with pass rush. I mean, I, I think he can force a few balls down the field. So I I don't really like Jameis Winston this week, even with Michael Thomas coming back. Um, I just think overall they're going to have to rely on the running game and Alvin Kamara um, in this one if they want to win. Yeah, I could see uh, any team against that high-powered Tom Brady-led offense like feeling like feeling that pressure and feeling like they need to like get those aired out touchdowns and get out of the way. So I could definitely see that. Um, another love I'm going to have this week is going to be James Robinson against the, um, who are they playing again? <laughs> Hold up. Um. They're playing the Seahawks. Seahawks, that's right. Yeah, James Robinson against the Seahawks. They have allowed <laughs> the fifth most uh, yards per game to running backs at 113 yards. And James Robinson's been playing good these past few weeks. They've been giving the ball. They've been giving him the ball a lot more. And I can see him having another good week against this uh, lackluster Seahawks team against the run. All right, uh, I'll give you an, a love for the day, or the, my first love of the day. I mean, uh, Austin Eckler against the Patriots. Um, I think he catches a lot of passes in this game. Based off last week, we saw Michael Carter catch eight passes against this Patriots team, um, and I realized a lot of that was in garbage time. But I, I always think it's worth noting when a running back gets a lot of receptions against a certain team that, I mean, they 
some some defenses just give up those short receptions. So I think Austin Eckler is uh, going to get a lot of work in the passing game, and I think he'll contribute in the run. I think the, the Chargers need some con- continuity in their offense right now, and I think Austin Eckler is just the best player to look to, um, and I think he's going to get a big workload. Yeah, I can definitely see you for that one. Um, I'm going to roll with a, another love for this week. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings against the Dallas Cowboys, who have allowed 200.7 receiving yards per game to wideouts, which is the third most in the NFL. Um, and obviously, J. Jeffs gets those, gets those yards more than Thielen, so I could see him having a good game in this one. Uh, obviously it's going to be a battle for points, especially with the chance that Dak is out. And even if he's in this, this Cowboys team has been playing really good. So yep. Who's your next one, Shane? All right. My next love is going to be Tyler Higby against the Houston Texans who have given up a lot of yards to tight ends. Uh, last week, the the Cardinals' leading receiver, or leading pass catcher against the Texans was a tight end. It was Zach Ertz. Uh, two weeks ago, Hunter Henry was the Patriots' leading receiver um, against the Texans. So they have given up a lot of yards to tight ends this year. And I think that Tyler Higby finds the end zone this week. I think a lot of Rams are going to find the end zone this week. Um, and it's probably going to be a blowout. So I like Tyler Higby. All right. Um, another, well, actually, someone I am hating on this week is going to be Miles Gaskin against the Buffalo Bills, who are the number one rush defense right now. Uh, last time he played them, he had five rushes for 25 yards and eight fantasy points. Um, I mean, I don't think they're really going to get anything going in the in the running game, so they're probably going to have to play him more as a receiver and in the receiver role, which in the game that he had um, the most receiving catches, he has scored the most points. But I don't see this happening in this game against the Bills. Um it's happened in, in week two, and it's going to happen again. All right, so I'll go with another hate for me. It's going to be Dolphins pass catchers. Um, you were just talking about Gaskin. I'll talk about the rest of their offense. I think, I mean, it's probably mutual that anyone in their offense against the Bills isn't going to be a solid start, really. Um but I, I just don't like the Dolphins' offense in general and put it up with a good defense like the Bills where they got shut out, like you were saying. So I just, I just don't think it's a good equation for anyone um, on the Dolphins really this week. So I wouldn't be starting anyone in their offense. All right, there we go. All right, I'm going to mention another hate this week. And I'm going to go with Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon. Um, obviously, they're going up against the Jets, so you might think that he might have a great game. But last week, he split some carries with with uh, Perrine, 
which could be due um, to a workload loss because of his injury. Um, but I see the I see the Bengals airing it out more in this game. I see the receivers having another good game like last week. Um, obviously, they've found success in that, so I think they're going to keep rolling with that. Um, but, yeah, I don't see them having a great game this week. You know, it's funny you say Joe Mixon is a hate because Mixon is actually one of my loves, so I might as well talk about him right now. Um, I, I do think the Bengals receivers are going to have another good week. Um, you mentioned Samaje P. Ryan. I don't really think that's a big deal because it was sort of a blowout game, and it was just like some of his carries came towards the end. Joe Mixon did not get a lot of carries last week. I will admit that. But I think they're going to pound the running game at certain times this week because last week, if we look at the Patriots going up against the Jets, the Patriots ran the ball as a team 32 times for 148 yards and four touchdowns. So they had a lot of success on, on the ground. I think that the Bengals see that and try to replicate that. And I think Joe Mixon um, gets a solid workload like we saw in the first few weeks. I think last week was sort of a fluke for his workload. I think the Jets are a very favorable matchup, and I think he's going to have positive game scripts. So I like Joe Mixon this week. Good point. All right. Um, another person I am going to love this week is going to be Ezekiel Elliott against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Dak is questionable for this game against the Vikings, which could definitely affect the, affect the passing game for the Cowboys. So I see Zeke having a good game this week. Um, he's been having some great games lately, and I see him keeping up on that. Also, the Vikings allow the fifth most rushing yards per carry to backs. So I see Ezekiel Elliott getting being efficient with the ball this week. All right, so I'll move on to my last hate. Um, it it's pretty, um, pretty much the same as my first hate, which was Jameis Winston, Marquez Callaway. Um, if Michael Thomas comes back, especially, he should not be in anyone's lineup. But I think even if he doesn't, it's he hasn't had a consistent workload in the offense. He hasn't gotten consistent targets. I mean, you don't really know where the ball is going to go. Um, besides it being in Alvin Kamara's hands a lot. So I think we're going to see a lot of that this week, and I just would stay away from Callaway against the Bucks. All right. Well, we've said all our loves and hates, and I think that just about wraps it up for this episode 16 of the Mayo Show for our Week 8 Outlook coming up in the NFL. See you guys in the next one. Peace.